Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things Podcast. I'm going to spend some time today talking about burnout. Um, I will remind everybody listening that these opinions are mine and mine only. Um, I did some sourcing to look up some information and read a bunch of articles because I read a lot anyway um, in terms of articles as opposed to books. But I wanted to make sure that I said that before I dived in. So we are entering year three of a never-ending pandemic. And this topic has been, I think, written about extensively, probably podcasted about extensively. There's there's probably like a Netflix or YouTube show or documentary about burnout. And here is my take. Um, I did a session on this, uh, or facilitated a conversation, I should say, on this topic with, I don't have any answers. So if you're looking for answers by the end of this, um, you're not gonna find answers, but hopefully you'll find some uh, tools and maybe be able to connect because this information is not unique and I think it bears regular folk talking about it. So here I am, regular folk, and here we are talking about it. So uh, I thought about doing like the World Health Organization definition and a a bunch of other technical things. And I said, no, Uh, but I did find um, a quote that's by an author. There's a podcast that Brene Brown does called Dare to Lead. She had somebody on, Emily Nagoski, and what presumably I want to say is her sister. I hope they're not, you know, married, but I think it's her sister that's, they they wrote a book together um, called uh, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Have I read it? I have not. But here we go. I pulled this quote out because I thought it was super um, relevant for what I was thinking and feeling. So they define burnout is the feeling of being overwhelmed and exhausted by everything you have to do while still worrying that you are not doing enough. And when I say that uh, not only slapped me in the face, but it humbled me, um, I, I just thought that was such a poignant quote to pull out from all of the things that I had read once I did my like mini dive on this person. So uh, that's where I'll start. And I also want to start with a few, um, I don't want to call them uh, normalizing points, but maybe just reminders that around the topic of burnout and what burnout is. I'll talk about these reminders, some signs and some strategies uh, to manage or cope that are mine. Um, If they don't, they're not relevant to you, that's fine because you're not me. But if you see um, some space in there, you're like, oh yeah, that, that really hits or I, I understand that, or I haven't figured out how to do that. Then that's some, just some, you're welcome for some food for thought. So these are some reminders to think about. Um, when you think about the topic of burnout, um, it can feel like, uh, you you can feel burnout even if you enjoy your, your work or your job. Um, the feelings of burnout are not necessarily like you hate your job or you, you dislike something about the work you're doing, they can still happen because as I mentioned a moment ago, we are still, in, we are in year three of a seemingly unending pandem- global pandemic. Um, and while some places in the country, the United States and the world are seeing low numbers, you never know when it's gonna pop back up again. There'll be a new variant that will you know shake us all up again and have us out here buying toilet paper, et cetera. So burnout can happen even if you enjoy your work. Um, being in a state of burnout is not N-O-T, a personal failure. And it's also not just in your head. 
So there's times when you, I know when I am like, maybe it's me. I don't see anybody talking about it. Everybody seems to be doing fine. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And that is not the case. Um, it is not something that a, an individual has done to induce a feeling or um, a way of being, tempor- even if temporarily. And it's not just something in your head. We, societally, just are not good at talking about it because we think that nobody else is experiencing this because there's such a shame and a taboo associated with burnout. Um, another point number three, burnout happens during good times and bad. Um, right now we're, we're kind of straddling the, the time of good times and bad with this, again, the, the pandemic. Sometimes it feels good because the, you see the numbers are, are going down. You haven't heard of a lot of cases in your area, but there's also times of bad when things are going just kind of haywire, but it can, it can, uh, occur in both, um, time periods in one's life and one's work. Um, burnout is not just mysteriously going to go away. It's, it's going to be a rare occasion where you wake up and like burnout is no longer a thing in your life. Uh, if you find that uh, to be your case, bottle up that feeling or whatever and sell it because you're going to make crazy amounts of money. Uh, and my last two points go together. Um, there's so much around the, the topic of self-care, um, but I want to remind folks that self-care alone will not resolve feelings of burnout. And then if we're talking in the context of work, an organizational response to burnout will not resolve or fix burnout. So it's gotta be a combination of both of those, one of which you likely have control over, um, which is the self piece, and one is is out of your hands. I mean, you can be vocal about it in your workplace, and that doesn't mean it's gonna all of a sudden resolve itself the next day. Um, But it's gotta be a combination of both of those pieces of self-care and you figuring out what works in terms of managing your own burnout and figuring out how to move through that. Um, but then an organizational response, again, in the context of work, it's got to be a both and. Um, if one is happening and the other is not happening, you should expect that feelings of burnout will continue to persist. So I guess I just wanted to say those as, um, I don't want to normalize it because I don't want to normalize burnout, but I say those as reminders um, in the event that you are feeling isolated because people are not talking about it um, because we all feel like this need to kind of trudge through. Um, I want to talk about some signs of burnout. So I have some of these here and everybody's going to experience their own signs of burnout. This first one that I'm going to say is, first of all, there are hundreds of thousands of signs of burnout because we were all individual. This first one for me has been uh, amongst the most poignant, if you will. Uh, minor inconveniences are bigger than they should be. So have you, there's been a, um, a meme or a picture floating around the interwebs And it's like someone who experiences like the most minor inconvenience and you just, then you want to shut your laptop. Like the light, the site doesn't load, the internet doesn't come on fast enough. And you're like, forget it. You see what I'm saying? The the internet never works. So the the most minor inconvenience, inconveniences are bigger than they really should be. Um, You dread going to work every day and that's going in like physically into a space or mentally into a space where you're logging on and you every day feels like this, you've got to dredge up all of these emotions and put, and by dredge up, I mean actually put those to the side and still figure out a way to show up for work. And it's, it's a constant. And maybe it's not every single day, but it is consistent and it is regular. 
that you dread going to work in the physical sense or going to work even by logging onto your computer and seeing like, open up your inbox and be like, what kind of shit is there today? That, that can be a sign of burnout. Um, knowing you are tired mentally, physically, emotionally, all three, a combination of two and just, or just one and feeling like you're not allowed to be burned out because everyone around you is putting on this strong face. First of all, we don't know what people are dealing with when we're not in front of them. We don't know who was crying before they hit join meeting in the zoom meeting or the Google hangout or the insert whatever digital platform that you use to, to be in, in, in meetings together. We don't know those things, but you know yourself likely enough to know that all of these things are happening for you and you don't feel like you can be burned out or that it's, there's a shaming quality to being burned out. I think that many of us experience and we don't give voice to and acknowledge. Um, another sign you are starting to use alcohol, drugs, or other numbing things to manage your burnout. So that's the, sometimes it's the negotiation with self of like, if I can just make it through today, then I know I have a martini or, uh, I don't know, a margarita waiting for me at the end of this. Or if I know at the end of this, I can like smoke a joint. I don't know if people actually announce that they smoke joints, but maybe it's a, an agreement that you have with yourself. Like if I can just make it through the, this day or these set of meetings, and this is the tactic that I'm going to use to numb myself, to manage all of the shit of work and relationships with work. That's probably a really good sign. That might be a little bit more of a, an actual indicator of a sign than some of the others. Um, another one, physical markers, um, GI or gastrointestinal issues, headaches, neck and or shoulder tension, teeth grinding, uh, so if you wake up with a headache or if you wake up and you feel like you're, 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 um, unless you wear a mouth guard, if you wear a mouth guard and it's still happening, you should probably see your dentist. But if you wake up or, or you feel those things, those are some physical indicators of signs of burnout. And they may not be the obvious thing. You may think work is going fine. I'm feeling fine about these things, but it's the underlying pressure and the stress that's there that it d doesn't often, uh, give voice and you don't talk about your GI issues at work or your teeth grinding at work. Um, but those, that might be another sign. I've got two more. Um, feeling guilty because you feel like you don't have enough, you haven't done enough to deserve to be burned out. There is not a barometer of burnout. There's not a scale of one to 10 of burnout that is used universally that says, um, if you experience X, Y, and Z, then you're probably at a four and so you're not quite burned out. No one can put that in a category for you, but there's a, a feeling of guilt that you're like, well, I haven't like, maybe I didn't respond to those four emails. And so I probably shouldn't feel burned out. That's not how this works, but that's, an, that's another sign. If you, if you have that feeling, if that's a, a thought in your head, um, and then this is less of a point, but more of a reality, uh, signs of burnout can look different for each person. We are all different people, have different ways of dealing with our bodies and thinking and experiencing the world, the work and the work that we do. So that's going to look different for each person. Maybe a sign of burnout is if you're in a virtual meeting and you see yourself because you haven't um, learned how to um, hide yourself in the view. You see yourself rolling your eyes when somebody's saying something. You realize that you're, you, you have an ability to, here's an example, you have an ability to work from home and you're always late to the meeting 
even though all you got to do is walk, quote unquote, all you got to do is walk from one room to the other. Maybe get the crust out of your eyes, brush your teeth. Well, they're not going to smell your, your breath, but you know, sometimes your teeth look jacked up when you wake up in the morning. Um, you are late for those things where you're like, I'm literally five feet away from the place where I have my laptop and I'm still late because I don't want to be here. And again, that doesn't make the, that, that doesn't mean that your job is not enjoyable and that you don't like doing the work. It's the culmination of all of these things that are happening to us with um, COVID is still out here. Lord Jesus is Black History Month and people are acting all the way a fool. Um, let's see, what is it? Joe Rogan, um, the stuff that happened with The View with Whoopi Goldberg, um, Aquafina, um, Loki, what is it, Thandie Newton? Like, if you don't know any of those issues that are going on there, I invite you to Google their names and see, because they're gonna be uh, issues that show up connected to those few names and it's Black History Month and I just, I cannot. So um, the combination of all those things learn, lead to burnout. Um, or contribute to feelings of being burnt out. So it's not just the work stuff that's happening. It's all of these other things that pile upon each other. So I just want to share some signs if you're like, how do I know? Those are some. Um, and if you're listening to this on a digital platform, which everybody is because it's all digital, you know how to Google. The end. Um, I wanted to jump into briefly a few strategies to manage or cope with burnout. These are not going to work for everybody. And hopefully this is a jumping point for you to start to think about, okay, some of those signs that Shamina just said hit home. How do I jumpstart my own thing? Or who can I talk to? Who in my circle feels safe enough to talk to about what they're feeling and how they manage burnout? Um, knowing that's not one, one thing is going to fix it, if you will. So the, my first strategy or coping, uh, a way to cope is to create a physical distance. So if you're like a tangible person, um, create a physical distance from your work. And again, this is in the context of work. Um, so create a physical distance from uh, your work from home situation. So if you have the ability to work from home, you're likely have in your purview regularly your laptop or your computer setup. So here's a few things, just super simple. Remove the laptop from the table that you do the work at. So I do the work at a dining room table. So I put the laptop away so that I cannot see it when the day is over. You turn off your computer, so that forces you to have to log in. So some people have this, you know, multi-factor um, verification thing where you have to like turn on your computer and then you get a text, you gotta log in. Make it inconvenient for you to get back to your computer or work. Um, like I said, store your laptop away. Uh, use your personal computer after your workday. I know there's, it's really confusing right now because people are like, well, I'm just on my work computer and I have it and I can just Google, like I can just put something in my Amazon cart real quick. Train your mind to realize that number one, your boss, your organization is looking at everything that you do on your work computer. I don't know if that's happening, but just assume that it is happening. And then again, make it inconvenient for yourself to, to get to your work computer. So you feel like you're doing something different in order to access your work. Um, take breaks during the day. Again, these are not rocket science ideas, but I think because of the blend of work and feeling guilty because you, you had lunch for an extra 10 minutes, girl, you gonna be fine. Legally, each person is, uh, if you are working for a company, an organization, a college or university, uh, breaks are required as part of the law. 
So if you didn't know that, check your employee handbook because you do get a certain amount of breaks during the day. Your organization may have um, a say in how and when you can use those breaks. Um, but again, if you are working for an organization or a company, there are laws in the land that govern that breaks are allowed and permitted. Even if you are an exempt employee, which I think can be a little bit tricky, like when can I take my break? Um, you are allowed breaks during the day. Take them. That's what they are designed to do to give you a break from the day. And I'm saying that intentionally to myself because I sometimes I forget to take the breaks um, that are legally afforded to me during the day. Um, talk to you, talk about it. With, talk about burnout and how other colleagues that you trust um, are managing burnout because there's a solid chance that they are experiencing it too. But again, it's been such a taboo topic that folks are afraid to bring it up because it comes with the idea that you're not strong enough to keep pushing through. And Lord Jesus, if you are a black woman, you already know the stuff that we go through in order to feel like uh, we are doing enough and that people see us as X, Y, and Z. But find that trusted colleague. You, you probably have one. It may not even be at your current job. Cause everybody ain't got that at their current job. So look, if you are made friends with people from your old job and you stay connected, reach out to those people. You're not the only one. I 100% guarantee you. And if you don't know anybody else that's dealing with this, no, you got, I'm here. I'm not talking about this for, you know, the sake of like just this, if you know, topic that's ethereal to me that I have no experience with girl, it's me too. Uh, and the last one that I'll share and I'll, I'll point you to, and I'll, I'll tag the account and the person in um, the Instagram post when I put this up, make time for self-care, which is preventative, a preventative method before it becomes aftercare. Aftercare is when the overwhelm has already happened. So Nedra Tawab, who wrote um, a book about boundaries, I don't have it in this room that I'm in right now, but I'll, I'll tag it and I'll put it in um, uh, the Instagram post and the, the post where you can see this. But she talks about, first of all, um, Nedra, I'm saying this like I know her, um, she reads me, um, sometimes like a book and it's a little, I'm like, I'm gonna have to close the app because I feel like you're talking at me as opposed to, to me. But, um, she talks about boundaries and it's so poignant. And sometimes when she's looking in the camera doing her videos, I'm like, why are you looking so intently into my soul? But she talks about, um, practicing self-care as opposed to aftercare and how so many of us are practicing aftercare because we're caring for ourselves after we're already overwhelmed, burned out, you know, we're, we're on the last, somebody's tap dancing on the last nerve and self-care is really the preventative thing that we're doing consistently over time to hopefully not have to lean into the aftercare part. So I'll tag that in there, but making sure, and self-care is not a manicure, it's not a pedicure, it's not getting your hair, it can be those things, but that's not the design of it. It's what are you doing to manage yourself, your emotions and your feelings, period, before you get to the point where you're already overwhelmed. So some for some people, it's moving their bodies physically, it's going for a walk, it's hell, sometimes it's like, let me go into this other world and binge watch the show on Netflix, Hulu, it's, I would say HBO Max, but sometimes their platform is a little janky. Um, it's one of those things we're doing before to manage, before we get overwhelmed. And it's not always, let me get my hair and my nails done. 
that's not it. That's it. That can be it, but that's not the only thing. So, um, I realized, Ooh, sweet Jesus. I'm at almost at 20 minutes. So I hope that those were, um, things for you to think about. Please feel free to share this episode, uh, comment on Instagram. You can slide in my DMS on Instagram. Um, but I felt like this is something that we are continuing to talk about, uh, and we will continue to talk about burnout didn't just start happening because of the, this ongoing, the multiple ongoing pandemics, this burnout has been around for a while. And I think now because, um, everybody's kind of like still figuring out what the situation is in year three, it's getting a lot more limelight. Um, and so the last thing I will leave you with, um, is just a quick tip Um, we can call it a tangible tip, but this is from your career cousin. That's me, career cousin. Um, cause I find myself in this space regularly and I have found my space in this self as myself in this space regularly throughout my entire career. So this is not specific to where I work now. Um, I find that I get asked my opinion on things for whatever reason on a topic or what have you. And there's sometimes there's like, I'm either not prepared to speak on it because, you know, people like to Johnny on the spot you, if you will, um, or Jill on the spot you, um, they want, they want you to speak on it. And sometimes I don't have an opinion. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not sure of how, of my words in that moment of response. Um, so here's a little tip of something to say if you find yourself in that space. Um, and I'm working on using this more myself. Um, you can say, uh, very simply, I'm not very familiar with that topic. So I don't have an opinion or a strong opinion about it. And then you leave it with silence because you don't have to respond to everything that somebody asks you your opinion about the end. And I know it can really feel like that when people, especially you're on zoom or if you're in person, um, or Google hangout and people are looking at, look at you because they're waiting for you to respond. It's okay to be like, you know what? I'm not very familiar with the topic, so I don't have an opinion about it. Or you know what? Um, I need some time to think about what, what my response is. Or I don't have an opinion at this point, but thank you for asking me. I'll circle back around when I feel like I have something meaningful to share. So that's a little, a little career cousin, a little tangible tip for you, um, in your workplace. If you don't have an opinion or if you don't know how you want to communicate that, you can say, you know what, I'm not very familiar with it. Um, so I don't have an opinion. You get to not have an opinion, period, the end. So, um, we ran a little late today. Thank you so much. Um, and by late, I mean a little longer than I'm usually at. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, two quick things, uh, podcast. I think that's what it is. I forget every single time. Um, you can find me on Stitcher, Google play, Apple podcasts. I'm slightly rolling my eyes at the Spotify thing, but Spotify doesn't pay me. So I'm like a little bit indifferent on that. Although the stuff they got going on is, um, real extra and I need them to take a firmer stance on that. So, uh, you can find me at those places, uh, and slide in my DMS if you feel like it. Thanks for listening and I'll see y'all next time. Bye.